Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. Oh, man, it's been so long. I've been having so many issues with... Well, I ain't gonna put them out there like that. Let's just say, hey. <laughs> but having some issues with recording. But a delay is not a denial. And I'm back. And um, we want to flow back into it. Last thing we talked about in the last episode was witchcraft. And today I want to kind of go on a whole other different subject. Uh, sometimes I'm on social media I'm just listening to the conversations of others and uh, it's kind of how different topics come to me I'm like you know what I want to discuss that in the podcast and maybe help out someone who may be thinking of feeling the same way so today we want to deal with why should you go to church why should you go to church you know a lot of people don't feel they should go to church they feel like hey you know there's church on TV I got my smartphone you know, it's a different generation, so why do I need to go to a local church when I can pretty much just get the word? Because, I mean, that's all we're going to church for, right, is to get the word. And then I, I read in the Bible that, you know, we are the church, that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So why why should I go to church? It's a good question. And today we're going to tackle that. Today we're going to discuss, we're going to look in the scripture and see why. See if we can find an answer. For you, why should you go to church? So let's look at that. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And right now, if you're listening, you are enjoying the sounds of a group called Middle Clash, which is with a producer named Wes Pendleton and a rapper named uh, Taylor Gray song is called find you so if you want to check it out feel free what did i say i got all off court what did i say uh oh hebrews chapter 10 hebrews chapter 10 let's look at verse 25 hebrews 10 verse 25 it reads as follows it says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another so much the more as ye see the day approaching now let's look in another translation let's read that out of the new living translation see if it can give us a little bit more of an understanding Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 New Living Translation it says let us not neglect our meeting place I'm sorry let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near so wait a minute it says let us not neglect our meeting together so in the early church or in the bible days as we call it when they had church you know of course church you are the bible says that you are we are the temple of the holy ghost meaning that once you accept jesus christ as your lord and savior the spirit of god comes and lives on the inside of you therefore you possess 
God living on the inside of you. Therefore, you are the church, right? No, we are members of the church. So we, yes, we are a part of the church. Yes, if you know, if I call a couple of brothers of mine together and three of us are sitting and we're discussing a word, are we having church? I mean, that's a you know, that's a modern term. We're having church. You know, you don't necessarily have church. We are the church. What we do is, believe it or not, is we're coming together and we're fellowshipping. You know, fellowshipping is, you know, somebody says two fellows in the ship, but, <laughs> you know, fellowshipping, we're encouraging one another. That's what the scripture says. Like, you you were never designed, number one, to be by yourself. And that's why a lot of people make a mistake. You try to, uh, number one, what happens is sometimes people give their lives to Christ and then uh, isolate themselves from everybody. Now, there is a time where, you know, you're going to be to yourself because you're taking that time because you're you know, studying the word and spending time with God, but that's not going to be throughout your whole lifetime. You need fellowship. We were created for that. You know, God, as you can see, God didn't just create Adam. He created a woman as well because he says not good that a man should be alone. And it's just the same with in your Christian walk. All I need is the Lord. Yep. And people. <laughs> so don't get too deep. You need the Lord and people. We need each other. Uh, believe it or not. And if you don't believe me, Follow me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Why should you go to church? Well, we just read in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, he was encouraging us not to forsake the meeting together. That's all it is. We're meeting. When people come together, uh, when they come to a service, whether it's on a Sunday, Saturday, or whenever the time, day you decide to meet, the thing is we're meeting together. It's like you're a local church, you're a local family, and you're coming because... Number one, to encourage each other and to grow in the word of God. Now, someone says, well, I can do that at home. I can go home. I can stay home, read my Bible in the comfort of my home, and I can call a couple of friends on the phone. No, 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 no. That ain't what the Bible said. You need to meet face to face with people. Okay? It is very, very important. Now, the thing about the Lord is, is that when he tells us not to do something, he's trying to keep us from something so if he's telling us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together and then we decide to forsake then we open ourselves up to whatever it is what i don't know but you know there's cause and effect for everything so if you're doing the opposite of what god encourages to do then it's it seems that he's trying to keep us from some things. Now, I've had friends in the past that, you know, they got tired of just going to church and doing the old church thing. And I can understand that to some extent when you get real traditional, real religious. Yeah, you could get burnt out. You're going to meet and the meet and revival after revival. And you ain't really seeing no results. Well, that's because you probably have been uh, just being a church person. You're just going to a lot of service, doing a lot of religious things. But you're not in your own private time reading the word daily studying the word and applying that word to your life and allowing it to regulate your mind and allowing it to change your walk like you're kind of still walking you know as if you don't even know the lord but you're constantly regularly attending services yeah it becomes religious and yeah you will get burnt out on that so i understand people who say that you know but that doesn't mean you leave church altogether i can understand that maybe you're going to a church and you feel like hey i've kind of outgrown this that's understandable but you pray 
ask God, Lord, where would you have me to go? Because you're going to a local church to serve others. You know what I'm saying? It's not, just know this, whatever gift that God has given you, the gift is not for you, it's for someone else. Okay, the gift that I have, the gift of teaching, you know, the fivefold ministry gift as a teacher, me having that gift is not for me, it's for you. You see what I'm saying? It's the same thing as any gift. You know, like me enjoying this music right now, this is a gift, like no one can't just make music. You know, it's a gift, and I enjoy people's gift of music. You know, not all music, but you know what I mean. Though that that I I do like, I'm enjoying a person's gift. Like they're making it, they're enjoying it, but they're making it for me or for us or for those who like to enjoy it. So let's go to um, First Corinthians chapter twelve. You should have it by now. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Let's look at. Um, where I want to start. Excuse me. Let's look at verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. I'm reading on the New Living Translation. If you have another translation, it's fine. We'll still end up in the same place. It says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make any that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? Of course, you know, the answer to that is no. Now it says, verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell? Wait, what? Or, <laughs> wait a minute, I read that right, hold on, hold on. Let's start, I go, verse 17, it says, if the whole body were an eye, how could you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell? I'm sorry, I got, I don't know what I was thinking about, I got all confused. <laughs> I thought I was reading the wrong thing. Verse 18, transparent moment. Verse 18, but it says, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. Verse 18 again, it says, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. Verse 19, how strange a body would it be if it had only one part? Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. None of those are mouthful, but you should be able to understand it a little clearer now. Yes, once you accept Christ, you are the church. You are a member. But notice, you are a member. You don't make up the whole church, okay? You are a member of the church. And it was giving you an analogy of different members of your body. Okay? Imagine if you didn't have a thumb and you just had four fingers. Now, it's going to be kind of hard to hold a fork and everything else. Like, you, we need each other. You see, each member needs... They all rely on the source. And our source is Jesus. So, 
the importance of us coming together is because number one, we need each other. Why? We need encouragement. Uh, maybe someone went through something that you're currently going through and they overcame and they can help you. Okay. Fellowship. That's what it is. Fellowship. Getting together in the word. Getting understanding. Oh man, can you pray with me? Pray for me. I'm having a hard time. Whatever. Now you. How can you do all that if you're stuck at home and you're just reading your Bible? You can't. Okay. Now understand. You can do whatever you want to do, but just know with you doing whatever you want to do, there are consequences. Yes, you can go to heaven and not go to church, but you're gonna have a hard little time for the time that you're down here on earth because it's not designed that way. We're not designed to be isolated, isolate ourselves. You see what I'm saying? Now, some of y'all still ain't, still ain't following me. Some people still thinking, yeah, I understand that. I don't need no pastor, though. Now, that I can tell you, brother, I don't need a pastor. I don't need to sit up under no man or woman or whoever it is and, and hear no word. I ain't gonna let him pimp me out my money and all that. All right, go to Ephesians chapter 4. Follow me, Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Let's look at uh, verse 11. Ephesians 4, verse 11. It says, um, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Notice these are the gifts God gave or Christ gave to the church. Number one, the apostles. Number two, the prophets. Number three, the evangelists. Number four, the pastors. And lastly, and teachers. Verse 12. Why did he give those gifts? He's going to give you the answer in verse 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue. This will continue. This will continue until we all come, all come, all come to the such to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. That's why you need a pastor. You saying you don't need a pastor. Ephesians 4 verse 11 says you do. And you say, I don't see that. Well, it says that he gave these five gifts for the building up of his church, for the perfecting of the saints, if you have the King James Version. So if you're not going to a local assembly where a pastor is, my question is, how are you being perfected? Because according to this scripture, that's God's design is that you get up under a local pastor. Now, I'm not talking about watching Creflo Dollar on TV. That's not what I'm talking about. Yes, he's a pastor, but I'm not talking about that. Yes, T.D. Jakes is a pastor, but you don't serve there. You're not at that local church. You don't even stay nowhere in the area. You have to go in your geographical area. There is a church and they need you. Yes, they do. Now, what you need to do is find out where God wants you to go. Get in there and serve under that pastor. Find out what the vision is. Find out where they need help. 
what they need help with it. Just begin to serve and love on God's people and watch how much fulfillment that you get out of that. You know why fulfillment is going to come? Because that's a part of your makeup. It's a part of your spiritual makeup. You surrendered your life to Jesus. You said, Lord, take me as I am. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. That's what you said. You repented of your sins and you said, hey, not my way, but your way. And so you said all that and you was crying and snot was running down your nose and all that stuff. But now when it's time to do it, now all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute. Now you didn't, you, you five years in or two, three years in or whatever, you know, you feel like you got a little worried up under your belt and, oh man, I did all that stuff, man. I didn't see, you know, I'm saying so many different little things and I'm, I'm going to fall back. I'm just going to stay at the crib. And, nah, bro, you got you, uh, a sister, whoever it is that's feeling that way. You need to get to church. You need to get to a local church and you need to begin to serve. Number one, you have a gift that someone needs and you need some order, too. That's the main reason you need to go. You need some order and you need some help. <laughs> and the pastor, God has assigned a pastor there to help you. You don't know it all. And the pastor, of course, doesn't know it all either. But he knows something that possibly you don't know. You know, a pastor is not necessarily a career. That's a call. You know, of course, there's there are people that, you know, get into the ministry who are not called the pastor, but they just get in it because, yeah, they want to make some money or they want to manipulate people. We've been through all of that. We know that, but we know good and well that's not every pastor. It's like you got the little young boy. Uh, I forgot where he was from. The, the young dude that was pretending to be a doctor. Now, he wasn't a real doctor, but he I mean, hey, he's trying to do what he had to do. It's the same thing. Now, you're going to stop going to doctors, and every time you go to a doctor, are you finna be examining? Hey, are you the real thing, or are you are you just like that dude that was pretending? Nah, you trying to go in there to get some work done on yourself or whatever you go in there for. It's the same thing. You can't be analyzing and questioning every pastor because you got issues, he got issues. We all got some issues need to be worked out. That's why we need Jesus. You see what I'm saying? So we're coming together in a local assembly. Just think of it. Stop thinking of the of the modern terminology that we use. All you do when we say we're going to church, we're just really going to meet. We're members. The members of God's church are coming together to meet, to fellowship, and to worship the Lord as one. See what I'm saying? Yes, we do it all individually in our own private time, but there is so much power when the saints get together in one place. Now, I don't care if it's a large building. I don't care if it's a basement. I don't care if it's a hotel. It doesn't matter where you meet. You can have church in the bar. Pour all the liquor down. Put the liquor wherever you want to put it. Cover all that up. And let's have, let's worship the Lord. Oh, yes, you can. See, it don't matter where you do it at. You see what I'm saying? As long as you ain't enough drinking up the liquor. But anyway, we ain't going to get into all that. But you know what I'm saying? That was a church that did that. They had church in a nightclub. And the spirit of God was still moving. People were coming to get saved and so forth. Hey, it ain't about where it is. It's about who you're serving. We're serving the Lord. We're worshiping the Lord. And this is what we do. So that's the importance, man. There are many other reasons. But I think those those, those particular reasons that I covered, I think are some of the most important. Like you, we need each other. That's pretty much all I can tell you. Now, I don't know why you feel like you don't need nobody. 
Okay, go with me to Acts chapter 20. Let's look at another scripture. Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 20. Let's see. Acts chapter 20. We're going to look at verse 7. Okay, Acts 20, verse 7, New Living Translation. It says, On the first day of the week, we gathered with the local believers to share in the Lord's Supper. Paul was preaching to them, and since he was leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. Oh, you talk about long winded. Paul was long winded. They will preach to midnight. They didn't say none of them fell asleep. At least not on this part. Wait a minute. Yes, it did. I'm sorry. This is the scripture. Let's keep reading. I'm thinking of another scripture. It says, Paul preached until midnight. Verse 8, it says, The upstairs room where we met was, was lighted with many flickering lamps. As Paul spoke on and on, a young man named, I might mess this up, young man named Eutorus, uh, not Eutorus, praise the Lord, you know what I mean, sitting on the, win sitting on the windowsill, became very drowsy finally he fell asleep, he fell sound asleep and dropped three stories to his death below so this boy was sitting up on a rooftop fell asleep while paul was preaching and fell he dropped three stories to his death verse 10 it says paul went down bent over him and took him into his arms and he said don't worry he said he's alive then they all went back upstairs and shared in the lord's supper and ate together paul continued talking to them until dawn and then he left meanwhile the young man was taken home alive and well and everyone was greatly relieved so Verse 7 says, Paul met on the first day of the week, which is, we you know, the first day of the week is Sunday. Now, does it matter what day of the week you choose to worship God on? No, it doesn't. I said, well, I don't want to go to church on Sunday. That ain't Sunday. is a sun god day. It ain't. He said, have church on the Sabbath. Oh, okay. We'll go to church on Saturday. It really don't matter uh, what day you're doing on. You just need to serve the Lord and you need to be meeting with the local assembly. Okay, that's another thing. We try to get real deep and get into stuff that really don't even matter. You just need to serve God, whether you want to serve him on Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It don't matter. So you be falling all out on, oh, y'all go to church on Sunday. I don't go to church on Sunday. I go on Saturday. Okay, well, I just thank God you go to church, brother, no matter what day you go. Are you growing? Are you serving? Are you learning? Okay, cool. That's what's up. That's all we want. That's all we want to know. We're not finna get into a debate on what who what day we go, what day we don't go. It's time for us to grow up, man. We can't be uh can't be um, tripping off that kind of stuff. Last scripture. I'm trying to look it up. Last script. Okay. Romans uh 14. Last scripture. Romans 14. Romans 14. Uh, Romans 14. 
Let's look at verse 5. I'm going to read this out of the King James Version. It says, One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doeth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. So it's referring to this particular passage, referring to the believers that eat meat and those that don't eat meat. And I think we went over that in a, a previous podcast. But the verse of what you look at, Lone he was talking about one man esteemeth one day above another. And it says, and another esteem every day alike. So you got one person who lifts up the Sabbath. Then you have another person that's sitting on every day. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to worship God or whatever have you. And it says, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. So if you're fully persuaded in your own mind that you just want to serve God on Saturday. And if somebody else said, well, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to take my time out and spend time with him on Wednesday. That's fine, according to the scripture. The Lord just wants you to serve him and live for him. It's not religion. It's not religious. We're not trying to pick days and all that. He said, whatever day you choose, whether you want to choose to serve me on Tuesday and one day out the week, or you want to serve me every day. You know what I'm saying? You want to take out every day from me. I receive it all. And that's the word of God. And on that note, we going to leave it right there. But I just want to encourage you all, man, if you're not in the local church, pray and ask God to send you somewhere. Ask him, where do you where does he need you? Where can you go? There's a pastor somewhere that needs your help and you need that pastor. God has given certain pastors, certain kinds of personalities, certain ways that they preach, certain ways that they teach, different things that he knows that can grasp your attention. Like I said, of course, you know, every pastor is not called by God. We're not going to deal with that. But there are it's a large majority that are. And you'll know the ones that are. So, excuse me, it's not even going to be a trickery with you. But what you want to do is when you visit churches, I'll encourage you to don't focus on how good the music is. <laughs> and all that. Oh, I like the choir. I like how they got that, which is fine. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. But that's that's the least of what you need to be focused on. You know what I'm saying? Look at, you know, um, just, I mean, it's going to take time and you can't, you can't get everything out of a church that's visiting once either. So you can't say, I visited that church. Well, you only went one time. If you're going to visit a church, I think you need to be there at least a month. You need to be there at least, you need to take one month out and say, I'm going to go to this church for four weeks or five weeks or whatever and, uh, and see what it's about and, and find out the vision and, and learn and, and find out what's going on there. Then you make a decision from there and pray about it and see if that's where the Lord wants you. But don't be visiting places you go to and you don't even come on time. You come right in the middle of the offering and then say you visited the church. I just want to come here to word. No, every it's more things to make up a church than just the word preached. The word is what's going to grow you. But, you know, you're going to be serving in that local ministry as well. So just, you know, be patient serve God but in the meantime like I said as you're visiting I do encourage you to listen to the word you know like my podcast or 
uh, watch television um, broadcast or radio or CDs, MP3s, and all that, where you're getting the Word of God, that's good. Continue to do that. But don't let that be a substitute for you not going to a local church. All right, we cool? That wasn't too much, was it? All right. Well, I thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I got another one for you. I know it's been too long. I enjoy sharing the Word of God with you because as I teach you, I'm learning as well. So the Lord is teaching us all. So remember Romans chapter 3, verse 4. Let God be true and every man be a liar. God bless. I love you. I'll talk to you later.